seeking out the sunshine, busy living sober. Hope is growing inside, busy living sober. Welcome to your new life, busy living sober. Busy living sober, busy living sober. Can't tell Ogden. Yay! We're on episode 248, everybody. It wasn't me going busy. <laughs> Chantel did it for us. Thank you so much. That was beautiful. Well, I've got a copy. So. I'm gonna have to get a copy. Okay, yeah, absolutely. I'll send you one. You're beautiful. How long have you how long have you been playing music? Oh, it feels like forever. Um, I guess I you know, I started playing piano when I was a kid. And then um, the real story of why I picked up guitar was that there were some really cute guys in college and they all played guitar. And I was like, I got to start with that instrument. It's portable and there's cute guys. So that's the real truth. I, I, I don't know that I've ever told the real truth about why I started playing guitar, but that's the, that's the backstory. It's always the guys, isn't it? It's always those darn men. <laughs> Yeah. Oh gosh, they get us to do so many things. And you were around a lot of alcoholism when you were growing up. Yeah. So in my family, both on my mom's and my dad's side, there was a lot of um, just, just a lot of problems with addictive behaviors and um, drugs and alcohol. And it, you know, it was varying degrees. And um, I, remember, you know, going to a lot of different funerals and just being really struck by what a big problem it was in my family. And my mom said, when I was thinking about doing this project, she said, well, you know, everybody that you know, who's an addict is in the cemetery. And unfortunately in my family and a lot of families, that's, that is a sad reality. As you know, we were just talking about before the, the episode, um, how sad it is and how tragic it is that that people will you know often lose their lives to addiction of drugs and alcohol it's really scary i mean a friend of mine's sister just passed away and to susie and susie's family we send out prayers because she's in heaven i hope today but it's such a horrendous disease and knowing this horrendous disease is out there and so many people you know have been afflicted by it you decided to start this project in this album. Tell us about it. I did. So as a songwriter, I think it's important to be honest about your experiences. And um, I had written, you know, over, so I've been writing songs for almost 20 years. And, um, you know, I've written several different songs over the years about, about addiction and about you know, battling the demons inside and rediscovering who you are and some of those themes that are part of that journey, right? Um, from, from kind of getting to a place that you don't want to hurt anymore to healing, you know, just that journey of healing. And um, so when COVID hit and, you know, I obviously everything in Nashville where I live shut down and, and touring was not happening. Live music wasn't happening. And I, I kept thinking about something my grandpa used to say. Um, and that is that really there's nothing so bad that something good can't come from it. And I thought a lot about, well, what, 
what's going to be the good for, for me and what can I do good in, in this period of time. And so this project that has been on my heart for a while and writing this stories um, and this journey of, um, it's called One Step Closer Songs to Recover By, um, just really came to the top of my heart. And I sat down with some friends of mine who have personally gone through the journey of addiction recovery. And we wrote some songs together and I had some songs that I had written previously and um, went out to a wonderful community of friends and, and supporters of, of my musical journey. And, and they were so kind in funding this project and not only funding the recording of it, but funding a way to share it with the world. And we've been donating, we to date more than 500 albums have been donated to recovery centers across the US. So the, the music's actually reaching those who are in recovery programs. And that's really, you know, those are the hearts and homes that need to hear this, this project. I love your video. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. I, love that. I love the caricatures and how they come to life. It's just, um, it's beautiful because I believe that music transcends us, right? It takes us to a different space when we're feeling like, oh my gosh, I can't get out of this. But then you turn something on and tell us about that. So I think you're spot on. I mean, that is music is something that is really connecting for people. I think through music, it gives us a way to, to discover how we feel. I mean, I think everybody's had that experience. You're driving down the road and you flip on the radio and you're like, oh, that's exactly, that song describes exactly how I felt when this happened or that that's exactly how I feel now. And I haven't been able to put words to it, but that's, but that's what I feel. And so I think music is a way to really reflect on our own experiences as humans. And it's one of the things I love about the recovery community. I was, in fact, um, so I play locally at some recovery places here in Nashville. And one of the things I love about it is it is, it is humanity at its most real and raw. Mm -hmm. And you can look out and see people who are, in very fragile places and they're wanting to get stronger right and they're all there for this purpose and it's really to me it's like walking on holy ground i mean we all have ways that we struggle and that we experience pain and and for some it's an addiction journey for others it's you know healing from abusive relationships i mean we're all recovering from something as they say you know and so much of the journey that we take is, is, um, it's about, you know, kind of discovering who we are, dealing with our trauma. Um, as you pointed out in a recent episode, not looking at ourselves with so much judgment and shame and being more accepting and loving of ourselves. And, and when we do that, we can be that for other people too. Like, you know, like you are and like you encourage people to be on the show. 
Well, I love it because for one, it helps the fact that you've built this and you've gotten people to support you is huge for one. I think that's amazing because people, you're obviously really good at what you do. Number two, when we're talking about alcoholism and recovery, it still has a stigma associated with it, even though we're in 2021 and we can talk about all this other stuff, but we can't talk about addiction and we still say, oh my God, they're an addict. Oh my God. You know, instead of being like, I want to throw out love and kindness. And if we can sing songs that talk about recovery, like they talk about, I got, you know, I went to the club and I got all, you know, all this negative stuff, which is definitely not spiritual or uplifting by any stretch of imagination, but recovery, your, your music is uplifting. Yeah. And I think that's, um, that's really what I hope it is. And, you know, recently, I won't say where I was, um, but I was performing at a, a place, a recovery place. And I actually ran into someone that I knew. And um, I, it was a little bit of a um, reminder to me that, you know, we have such as you said, so many stigmas around it. And this person, you know, I think the media has kind of, they've painted this picture of sort of a low income, you know, low educated, um, almost, you know, it's like, those are the people that have struggles with this. But the person I ran into had been a very successful professional, had lost their business, um, and, and lost their standing in, in the community because of addiction. And I just, I, it was a reminder to me that, you know, it's something that impacts everybody at every level of life and every stage of life and every family. And I was so, it was wonderful to see them there, right? Like that's exactly where they needed to be. And it was a reminder to me that, you know, you don't really know what people are going through and um, you don't really know sometimes what their, their lives are like outside of social media where everybody's life looks great, you know, and uh, it's just not, it's, it's reality, right? It's people living in, they're getting in touch with, like I said, the, the most basic parts of humanity. And it's just a real gift for me to be with people and share these stories through song in that space, because there's a very special uh, spirit there. Well, and you probably, and, I, and if I'm speaking out of turn, you can tell me, but with your mom having gone through this, it was probably in her lifetime that she had a parent or a loved one that was battling the disease. Is that correct? Yeah. So my mom specifically never, never struggled with it, but, you know, definitely, you know, in the extended family and siblings and, and in my dad's family with a lot of, like, there were just a lot of issues. And, um, I think that, um, it does, there is a lingering impact, um, to, you know, like my grandmother was a child of an alcoholic and that had an impact on my father and that had an impact on me. And there's a, there's a really interesting um, study that 
is it talks about how um, essentially what what goes on it's it's called in utero and it's basically about how when children are born not only do they take on physical characteristics of their parents but they also take on the emotional traumas mm -hmm. and so we're almost born with these mm -hmm. this emotional residue right and um the things that kind of go through families generationally and I mean, there is, there is a lasting impact there. And there's also a predisposition to it, right? So the people in my family, both sides of the family, very sensitive people, but not very good at communication, right? So they just folded in on themselves and that became a way of numbing out um, for many of them. So it's, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting thing how, the, how it impacts others and how it, how it influences families. Um, it, I have one song on the album specifically about, um, it's called Who Comes First? And it's the perspective of someone in a relationship with someone who's an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. And the whole premise of the song is really that they're watching this person and as the story unfolds you think that they're like having an affair right but really you realize that the relationship that they're watching is their relationship with alcohol and how that is coming first instead of you know the love and the relationship with the person that that they love so you know there's even though it is something that people do to themselves, there's, you know, nobody's an island and it has an impact on their loved ones and their families. It's huge. It's huge. And I love that you're bringing the family involved because you are obviously were affected in some ways by the family, even if it wasn't directly to you, you had the effects happen to you. Did you end up picking up a drink when you were, did you drink when you were younger? So I, so I had a small time in in high school where I experimented a little bit but I I just had seen so much of it that you know it's kind of like I saw way more of the dark side of it and not like the party woo woo this is fantastic side of it so my experimentation was very short and I just made a decision based on what I had seen, like, this is not a good path for me to go down. So I, I pretty much just said, like, this is not something that I'm going to do. And so since I, you know, graduated from high school, I haven't, I haven't gone there. Um, and for me, that's the best, that's the best way. So I'm probably actually and that way, like, that's another reason I like to be around people who are in recovery is because, you know, I don't, I don't drink either. So, you know, we can all enjoy our nice, you know, San Pellegrinos or whatever together. Uh. Well, I want to say kudos to your mom and your dad, because I think that there's so many generations that they don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. And it, then it gets passed down in the shameful way instead of a way of healing. 
And I think that that I, for one, I say kudos to mom and dad, yay mom and dad, because um, I think if we talk about it more and we talk about it just the way you were, it was presented to you as a child, like this is where it takes you and it's not pretty. And we know it's a family disease, so it can be passed on to you and you better watch out. And that, I'm a real believer in that. I, you know, I talk to my kids about it. I have since the minute they were born, we have this open communication that if there is a problem, please reach out to mom. And when we get into the media and talking about things and singing, it's just amazing. I love that you're talking about it in an open form and bringing this into recovery centers because hopefully family members will hear the music yeah, and it's, it's so much, I mean, there are a couple songs that are specific to um, the story of addiction, like One Step Closer very much kind of aligns with um, the 12-step process. It has several of the steps in it. Um, Church at the End of Trouble Road is, you've talked about, you know, discovering your higher power, right, or, or God or the universe or whatever you think is, is, that, is that higher power, higher purpose piece. Um, but then several of the songs are just, again, um, about battling your ghosts about, um, there's a song on the record that is about, um, it's called meet yourself and it's about traveling the distance between your heart and your head and what that journey looks like. Um, and there's another song on the record about community called hand up, you know, we can be a hand up, we can give a hand up. But I always think about, you know, that concept of like being on an airplane, you got to get your own mask on before you can help somebody else. And I was really touched by the story you shared recently about you know, going to an AA meeting and seeing sort of the God wink of somebody who had ha traveled a similar path and was struggling and how that was um, just a just a real reminder to you about the journey, and um, and I think that and and how that was inspiring to you to remind you why it's so important that you're doing the work that you are. And it's interesting because you know that for me was a God wink because I don't believe in coincidences anymore. And I don't believe in, um, I think that we need to come together as in our, in our country as a community to lift up the addict instead of push them down. Because during these times of COVID, it has been really terrible for a lot of people because you're alone and being alone is hard, right? Because you've got these thoughts that aren't really the truth, but you want to believe that they're, you're like, oh no, but it's true. My head's saying this, but it's not true. It's so I was, I, I'm just going to share this because I thought it was so funny and so spot on at the same time. I was listening to a leadership podcast recently and um, it, it had nothing to do with addiction, but the woman on it was talking about, she calls the voices in her head, the itty bitty shitty committee. <laughs> and I thought it was so funny, but she said, it's the voices in her head that tell her like, you can't do this. You shouldn't speak up, you know, don't, you know, don't challenge authority. Don't you're, you know, you're, especially for women, like you're a woman, you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't rock the boat here. And I think about that concept, like we all have that little 
bitty shitty committee inside of us that like is the voices in our head and i think that um you know it's that it's that adage of like fear can be in the car but it can't be the driver you know and and that's making peace with those you know voices in your head is a big deal for everybody and tell me this, how many people come up to you and say, are you in recovery yourself? I think a lot of people assume that. And, yeah. and you know, I, I was talking to somebody who'd been in the recovery community for, you know, 40 years and he, had, he hadn't personally been through addiction um, himself either. And he said, you know, you shouldn't feel bad about it, right? This is, everybody has a different perspective and, um he said, your perspective is different than another person's, but it doesn't mean that you don't have experiences and that you don't, that this isn't an important thing to share with people. And I think that the music piece, I mean, everybody, there's tons of famous musicians who, um, you know, have, have been through recovery themselves and who talk about recovery and they have a different perspective. Um, but I don't know many of them that are writing songs about recovery. And, you know, I will, as a songwriter, approach topics that maybe aren't very savory for other writers. Um, and, and that's just who I am. You know, I'm kind of like one of those, let's, let's be honest about this, right? Let's, let's not sugarcoat it. Let's not pretend that all there is is the party song, right? And Nashville's, you know, a lot of the country trends now, and it's like all about the party and the whatever. Well, that's not the whole story. And I feel like with these songs, I'm I'm giving a bit of a voice to the other side of the story, which is what happens when the party's over and and what happens when you miss work the next day and what happens to your loved ones and what you know, it's that, it's that path, you know? So now that we're opening up in the world, Mm -hmm. are you going to go out on tour? Yeah. So I'm hoping to, and I'm hoping to actually later this year, do some more touring um, at recovery centers. So I'm working on building out um, a tour to do. And um, I'm, I'm excited. I love performing with people. Um, people live you know it's just fun to there's a different connection um that you build with the audience and I love I love that um that feeling that's there is is really special so I always feel really lucky record okay um I always feel lucky when I get to play live and I also feel lucky to record music and share and share that way so I think that it, I think people also need to hear you that aren't in recovery centers. Don't you think? Well, so this is, this is one album. I mean, I would love, I would love people to go listen to some of my other music um, as well, because I have many, many albums out there. I have um, music TV has also been really fun to have some songs that I've written that I'm not necessarily performing. Um, so if people are interested, they could go to my website, which is just shantellogden.com. So it's S-H-A-N-T-E-L-L 
Ogden is O-G-D-E-N.com. Um, and there's tons of information. And I also wanted to just let your listeners know if they will message me on my website and mention that they heard this episode and send me their address, I'll send them a free CD. So um, if they're interested in the album, I would love to share it with them. And um, of course it's on all the streaming platforms, but if they would like a physical copy of it to share or to have themselves, just message through the website and send me the address and I'll mail you one. I love that. And I'm going to have a link to what you sent me earlier with the, with the YouTube video in it as well. I will have that on with the, with the bio with this to go on my website and you'll find it all on Spotify, YouTube, and iTunes. Yeah. So exciting. Thank you so much, Chantel, for coming on today. Thank you. I love your energy. I love that you're having important conversations on this podcast and you're spreading so much truth and love to people. So thank you for the work that you do. And just, I appreciate the opportunity to share. Thank you so much. Now are we going to, are we going to sing again? Are we going to sing a little? Uh, yeah, yeah. We all know that busy can't sing. So I always go <laughs> and, you know, until next time. Uh, yeah, we can. Um, do you want to do the, do you want to do the echoes of busy living sober? Yeah. I'll sing the line. Okay. Busy living sober. Busy living sober. Peeking out the sunshine. Busy living sober. Busy living sober. Busy Hope is growing inside. Busy living sober. Busy living sober. Yeah, I can't sing. <laughs> But our listeners are so sweet to listen. Thank you again. And until next time, everybody, keep getting busy living sober. Bye-bye.